1: Looking at the lukewarm church and how to avoid it. That's all next here on Times of Refreshing. Some might call it the status quo. Others might simply call it what it is, being lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, kind of on the middle of the fence. Well, today, here on Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman will take us back to Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. It's there we get a strong urging, a strong command from God himself to say, don't be lukewarm. Be hot or cold. I prefer that you're hot, but be one of the other, not in the middle. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now. You go
0: to the Midwest, you go to Texas, big old huge buildings, churches, huge. And everybody gets impressed with that. Now, I thank God for it. I thank God for those things. But we have to put it in this proper perspective and context in the grand scheme of things can I have an amen because our money isn't a sign that that we're on fire for God he says because you say I am rich the church thinks that because wealth has come to the church that this is a sign that everything must be oh wow He says "And have need of nothing. Do you not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? That's what in my mind I'm constantly thinking, Lord, are you happy? I want to make sure we're doing things according to your will. And it may not be impressive to everybody else. It may not be impressive. It may not be, people may not think that the church, that our church is some wild church. Well, praise God, is God here? Do we have God in our midst? Is he happy? That's the thing that always goes through my mind. He says in verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. Gold always speaks of the glory of God. We want a glory that, that rests upon our church, that is a, is a refined glory, that is true and authentic It is not something that has been man-made or conjured up. We want that which is genuine. He says in white garments that you may be clothed. White and garment always speaks of righteousness. That which you wear that other people can see from the outside. We want it to be white. We want our righteousness to be revealed. He says... He says, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eyesab that you may see. We want heavenly vision. We want that which God has inspired. So we're doing what he wants us to do. And then he says in verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be, he says, therefore, be zealous and repent. He says, many as I love. We are talking about this yesterday in our all-church meeting. Our church is called to be uh, a community of extravagant lovers of God and each other. But it has to be a true love. It can't be sloppy agape. True love causes us to also receive rebukes. And what he said? As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. There's a correction aspect to the love that God has for us. And we have to receive that. People have gone so far as to say that God is always happy with you. I said to myself, let me find that. i search high and low. It's not in here. God Loves us, but he's not always happy with us. So he chastens us, he rebukes us, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't love us. But we will get corrected. But we have this whole culture now and this whole push from the world that, that you know you, you, you want to make sure, you know, when you're talking to little Johnny, and I know he cussed out the teacher. And I know little Johnny, he, he you know, he's acting a fool in the grocery store. And I know little Johnny, he's 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 beating people up and stealing stuff and going crazy. But don't you do anything that will make him feel bad. Don't do anything that will make him feel bad because we don't want to disturb his confidence. That we don't want to do anything that would cause him to feel like you don't love him. So I listened to some of these people. I said, you must don't have any kids. I mean, these secular humanists, man, coming up with all this crazy stuff. Jesus had a simple answer for that. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. Y'all already know. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen? Hey, little Johnny, let's go for a walk. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to go for a walk, and you're going to be just fine. Well, sometimes that's how God does with us. He says, listen. I love you enough to let you know that you can't act like this. So I got to rebuke you because I love you. And the church right now, the church is in a position. Listen, charity begins in the home. God is trying to get his church together. And that is going to mean, because he loves us, there's going to be some rebukes. There's going to be some chastening. There's going to be some correcting. There's going to be some adjusting in our lives. There's going to be God working on us because he loves us enough to tell us what we really need to do. And if Jesus thought it was okay to tell the church, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous, he said, is repent. This is his expression of love. It's what we need. And he says, now watch this, y'all. And I'm not just talking about our church. I'm talking about the church globally. He says, be zealous therefore and repent. So he makes it clear. This is a repentance issue. This is, I got to change my mind and go in a different direction. And the church has to change its mind and go in a different direction. Because the direction that we're going in now is causing us to be lukewarm and compromising. And a church that is so tippet that Jesus said I will spew you out of my mouth. And the dangerous part over everything that I've just read, and it's something that I will contend for. So I am the senior elder in this church, I will contend for this. Look what he says in verse 20. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with them, he says, and he with me. So we see clearly here he's talking to a little church, but he's talking about the church global, globally at this period of time. How is it that we have church and this church is having church and gathering as a church But the Bible says that Jesus is standing at the door knocking. We're having church, but Jesus isn't there. He's trying to get back into his church. Because the church has become so religious, so traditional, and so wrapped in all kinds of fear of man and compromise and corruption and deadness. And lack of love for Jesus. That now the the machine is going on, but the Lord's not, he's not there. And this is why we have to get back to making sure that we understand that it is about him and making sure that he is in our midst. Are we doing things to please him and to bless him so that he becomes a part of not only just the church but our personal lives? Woe be to any church that's having service and they don't care if Jesus shows up or not, they just want the people to show up. Brother, you got, brother, you got. Okay, so this is how the service is going to go. You got, we're going to do the announcements. You got fifth, 17 minutes to worship God. You got 17 minutes. That's it. <laughs> then we're going to give some more announcements. We're going to talk about the pizza, the pizza giveaway. We're going to talk about the lattes. Then we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to preach for 25 minutes. Then after I preach for 25 minutes, then after that, we're done. we got another service. we got to hurry up and get out of here. Then we sit back and we say, that sure was a great service. And I'm saying to myself, well, did we invite Jesus in? What if he doesn't show up in the first 17 minutes? Can I have an amen, y'all? What, what if we need to keep praising him for an hour? until something shifts in the atmosphere and we and we start feeling the power of God hit this place and then we start feeling God moving in our hearts and no it's not about laying on our hands no it's not about prophecy now it's not about deliverance we'll get to all that but is the power is a it's a glory the doxa is it showing up in the service and then we can move on That may take 15 minutes, that may take 30 minutes, that may take 45 minutes, it may take an hour, it may take an hour and a half. But are we willing to go there until we know that Jesus isn't knocking, Jesus is in this place. (laughs) He's in the house, y'all. We got. We can't become so programmed and so programmed that we that we don't give that we just don't let the Spirit of God just move and and stop defining the move of God as somebody having to lay hands on somebody or do something that you're in your seat and you feel the power of God hitting you right there. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. My wife will tell you, I was in my room by myself. I went upstairs. My wife will tell you, I said, I'm going upstairs to praise God, and I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I want God to fill me with his presence. My wife was downstairs watching TV. She said, okay, I'll see you later. (laughs) She laughing over there. I went upstairs, and I went off on God said, I am getting filled with the Holy Spirit right now. And God, I need you to touch me. I want to experience me, spirit you. I started praising God and praising God and praising God and praising God. And all of a sudden, by myself, without anybody laying hands, and I praise God for the doctrine of laying hands. We do that often here and we will continue to do that. It is It's biblical. But we have to stop thinking that it's that. In my room, the power of God hit me. My body started shaking. The Spirit of God fell on me. And out of my belly began to flow rivers of living water. And I opened up the door, looked over the, over the side, and said, No, 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 I got f- 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 filled <laughs> And ran back in the room and kept on praising God. Can I have an amen? Right in your seat. If Jesus is in the room, just lift up your hands and begin to praise him and say, God, I want more of who you are. I want to be on fire for you. I'm not waiting for everybody to lay hands and all this other stuff. I feel the fire of God in this place this morning. But we got to get on fire. We can't be a church that's lukewarm and think that we just, oh, we just have cute little services. No, I want to encounter the Lord Jesus Christ. As soon as these guys start praising God and worshiping God, I'm going to go, go after God. And I'm not worried about everybody else. I just want to get my praise on and really enter into my moment with God. And if nobody prophesies over me, if nobody lay hands, that's fine because God's going to lay hands on me right in my seat. And I'm going to enter into this thing with God. Well, that's what we need. But Jesus is He's knocking. If any man will open unto me, I will come into him. I will come into him. But he's standing knocking we have, and we have, we have big churches, and we have and our church is a big church, we have big stuff and we got money coming in, and we thank God for all this. but man, will be it to any church that's, that just forgets that Jesus is standing at the door trying to get in to our services in the 21st century. It's not right. It's not fair to him who died for us. It's not fair to him who pursued every single one of us Amen. to turn around and say yeah I, I i think the lord is good i'm gonna go to church but i'm gonna cheat on jesus and go to the world so i can have some fun I said no he died for me i'm giving my life for him and i may not be perfect but i'm gonna do my best to to open that door when he starts. i don't want him leaving the house no, you're not going anywhere, Lord. you stuck with me. Can I have an amen? You're stuck with me, Lord. No, I'm not, you're not going anywhere. You, where you think you're going? You're going to be in these services. Can I have an amen, y'all? He said, he who overcomes. We got to overcome it, y'all. We have to overcome being lukewarm. We have to overcome what the world is trying to impose upon the church. We have to overcome what the church is trying to define as right in the sight of God. We have to overcome this lukewarm, tippet condition. And we have to learn that me walking with Jesus Christ, this is a lifestyle. It is a commitment. It is a covenant that I am in with him. And I will not let the world have me. I'm gonna have my fun. You guys see me around here personally. Man, I don't know anybody that has more fun than me around here. (laughs) I have a lot of fun, I'm not missing anything. Man, I'm so happy and so blessed that, that that man, that we get to do this, that we're in the church, and that we get to read our Bibles and seek God and pray and love God and walk with God. And then God takes us out of here, and he takes us in the community, and he uses us to be lights and examples, and we got our fights and our battles with stuff, and then God continually is with us. How fun is this? But if we stop worrying about how much money we got, how many cars we got, how many girls we got, how many this we got, if we stop worrying about all that, then we'd be happy. Amen. We start looking and saying, man, I'm so happy. Why you happy? Because I got Jesus, man. I got Jesus, man. Man, have you read this scripture, man? Look at this. People look at you like you're crazy. No, no, I'm happy. Because you know why? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Can I have an amen? Doesn't mean that I don't walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and still know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And happy is the man that trusted in him. That's when we start living like this. And start overcoming. God comes in and then there's a sense of peace. Saints this morning. I want to challenge all of us. To recommit ourselves. To the commitment. Of serving God. And giving ourselves fully to him. Recommit yourself to that commitment. Commitment. Exhort yourself towards resisting lukewarmness and fighting back against the culture that tells us just to, just to go through the motions with God. Jesus is standing at the door and knocking on our churches. He wants to come in. We want to let him in. And letting him in doesn't mean It's all about signs and wonders and miracles. And we thank God for signs and wonders and miracles. We want God to do miraculous things, which he does in this church. But the best thing is, when God's not doing signs and wonders and miracles, I know that he's with me. And when he chooses to show off and show his glory in an area, praise God, I'm there to shout and praise God for that. But Lord, walk with me. As I get on this BART. Walk with me. As I walk through the streets. Walk with me. As I'm taking care of my family. Trying to make a living for my family. Walk with me. As I'm pastoring the church. Walk with me. While I'm taking care of the kid. Now, all those things, you want to know the simplicity of God, just walk with me, be here with me. I want to know that you're not standing at the door knocking, you are here with me. If we can't find joy in that, we can search high and low. We'll never be complete. You are complete in Him. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are challenging us this morning to confront the spirit of this age that wants the church to become lukewarm and the church has become lukewarm. We choose to overcome it though. We praise you, Lord, that you want to clothe us with your righteousness. You want to give us a glory that comes from your throne. You want to anoint our eyes so that we have true vision that comes from you. Forgive us for thinking that we are okay because of the stuff we have lord we pray that our intimacy is deep and rich and it's seen by all that come into contact with us lord they may not understand it or embrace it or even accept it but we want people to take note that we have been with jesus We want people to know that we're just, we can have all kinds of fun. But it's clean. And it's pure. And it springs forth from understanding that the joy of the Lord is our strength. You put it in us and it flows out of us. Lord, I ask that for our church, you would help us to get rid of this This me mentality, this rights of the people mentality that's crept into the church. We don't get everything we want in the church. We want to find out what is pleasing to you. And help us to be people that are always conscious of this. Not only just as leaders in this church, but as the members that we're constantly thinking, what would be a blessing? What would please God? What would please God? And the overflow of that, how can it bless people? That you come first. And Lord, I just ask that you would strengthen us. Because there is a pressure that the world is trying to push on us. To get us to compromise. To become corrupt. To stay dead. To lose our love. And to be people that are just lukewarm. Lukewarm. And we have services without you. Lord, help us as individuals to get on fire for you. And that that flame continues to burn eternally. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Growing in Christ to be refreshed by his grace. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we want to express our gratefulness to you for joining us here on the broadcast. We do trust you've been ministered to and encouraged in Christ. If you would like to review today's broadcast, we do have copies available on CD. Contact us for the details, won't you? You can reach us at 800-374-9204. Again, that's 800-374-9204, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. If you would like to know more about Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman and The Well, here in Livermore, California, Stop by our website and take advantage of some of the resource materials and information about us. We can be found at thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. And while you're there, don't forget to stream our services live. Find out more at thewellchurch.net. And again, you can reach us by phone at 800-374-9204. We thank you for joining us today and trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.